Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Tuesday, check that Wednesday, Cofield and Company. I just lose track. It all blends together. It's all one big show, right? Adam, Adam's working all the time. I love doing radio, so uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Ari is here on this Wednesday. Man, the first about 25 minutes is going to be uh, mostly about goodbye. Huh. It could be a very moving first 25 minutes. A lot of goodbyes on the way. I'm kind of shocked by some of the things that are developing. Adam Hill is here. This is the slow time of year, as Adam knows. Nothing to do. <laughs> There's always something to do. There's always something going on. Uh, free agency opens up in the NHL. we got the Summer League coming up on July 7th. So busy, busy times as uh, we wait until, I'll say, the final week of July. And then football's back. And then, oh boy. And we will squeeze in a little baseball today. It will not be maybe a little bit of A's. Tiny bit of A's in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm very excited for our 5 o'clock spot. It's a guy named Bernie Wilson who works for the AP. And while you're driving right now and listening, you're like, who? Who cares? No, listen. We're going to have a really good conversation about what San Diego did with their stadium and an ask for public money. And Chargers left. And I want to get his take on the A's and our deal with public money. Okay? So good stuff to get into. And, well, I'll describe it before I get to it. I... Is this bad? I'll set it up the right way. What, your shirt? I, it's pretty bad. I, uh, by the way, this is, you haven't been in a lot. It's your summer shirt. So No, this, this is not a, a shirt. This is a way of life. I've got on a button-down, sort of like beachy, Hawaiian-y, whatever shirt, patterned shirt. And I said about two weeks ago, I don't think you were in, that I'm getting bigger and puffier and I'm... Admiring the lifestyle, I saw what Andy Reid wore to the warehouse, uh, the warehouse, the White House. Sure, I was like, "Why am I not doing that?" And then I actually look back. If you ever look at my Facebook page at Steve Cofield Seven, I think it is. Um, it's a picture of the sports pig, and that was the pig, right? Oh yeah, you remember you, oh, when course. you were Mister X? That's what pig. You know, that's what pig wore all the time. All right, don't worry. All right, don't worry about it. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, it's really hot in the studio. We got the, the door open. So, hey, if anyone it's walks awesome. by and they're yelling, that's the way it goes. Sorry. Um, yeah, so this is this is the new wardrobe. But anyway, uh, the, the 5 o'clock hour, I'm, I, you're going to hate this so much. I was sitting courtside at a San Diego State game after the game, and there was a conversation going on. It was this guy, Bernie, and I was eavesdropping. I've been waiting to talk to him since, I think that was February or late January. Is it bad when I bring it up and I'm like, hey, I was listening to you in a conversation that was not Does he know that you were listening to him? Nope. No idea. Oh, boy. No idea. What if he just hangs up? He's like, I don't like the eavesdropping. I'm out. No, I think he'll deal with it well. If he does, he does. (laughs) I don't think he will. He was uh, was quite jovial in agreeing to do the interview. You're spying. So here's some of the goodbyes. This is not official yet. We'll track this. Again, we have a lot of goodbyes to open the show on Cofield and Company. It's been a a tough day. Um, Christos Porzingis was a big part of the show for a couple of conversations 
We talked about him being – I said he was irrelevant. Like, he's gone to Washington, just like Beal was irrelevant, that Porzingis was irrelevant. You just get lost in these markets when they win 22 games every year. Even if it's, like, market seven, no one cares, <laughs> right? And Porzingis, it's like, oh, is he still there? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if he's, he's played well. I have no idea because they're so off the radar. Uh, then we also had a conversation that involved Porzingis. We were talking about the Canadian Open and Aranda winning it. We were talking about the 75th best golfer in the world. Would you recognize him on the street? Because I guess the guy who got tackled was a 75th ranked golfer. Oh, in the NBA, would you recognize the 75th ranked player? Well, it's Porzingis. He's seven foot three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Recognize he would stand him. out. So anyway, long story short, it looks like the Wiz, as they're uh, stripping down the roster, could be moving Porzingis to Boston. I mean, think about think about the change of fortune <laughs> in terms of your lot in life of winning and then attention to go from the Wiz who are pathetic to the Celtics who are top five organization, top two in the history of the NBA, and still a really big deal. Anyway, um, three team deal. The other parts don't matter that much. These are human beings; they, they count. But well, also, uh, but also, Brogdon, Brogdon would go to the Clippers. Well, that's a the big Wiz, deal. the Wiz would get. Um, Mark Moe, uh, Coffee, and a the thirtieth pick would go to Washington. But I think you're. You know, to your point of like moving to a winning organization, the way we look at things, which is completely ridiculous, Porzingis will be looked at as some loser who couldn't get his team over the top. To wow, he's a real winner. Wow, like yeah. that's that's how we because people get sent to teams that win, right? And they they're a part of it. Like oh, Changes. now they learn they, they learned how to win. No, they didn't. They just went to a better team. Okay, yeah, I, I I see that narrative happening. <laughs> I can see it. So I hope it gets done. That's from Woj. I hope it gets done. So. We have some stuff to hash out with Ari, who's back on the show after a couple of weeks away. For how long, though? Break time. Um, and that's the question. Ari sends over a story. A rich family is looking for a full-time dog nanny who they will pay $100,000 a year. He says, I'm in. So are you leaving? Everyone's in. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm not in. No. I'm not even a Here's dog guy. I don't even know if I'm necessarily qualified really to take care of dogs. If, I mean, I'll, I'll so, make it work for 100 If somebody is willing to pay $100,000 for a dog nanny, that means, A, the dog is a disaster <laughs> that's going to be impossible to deal with. Disasters. B, those people are probably absolutely impossible to deal with, and I would not want to be around them. Or they're billionaires, and they're willing to pay six figures. I've, I've done a lot worse for a lot less money. I'm just, what? And that has nothing to do with radio. <laughs> right, what was that strip club you worked at? Hey, see? I was, that was exactly what <laughs> I was thinking like, about. Did you mop up the rooms or something? No. I didn't have to do that. I just had to work with a the person who is now in jail, actually, I believe. Is that right? I, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of okay. just let it go. It's, All right. Well, you're, you're heading in a good direction out, here. Dodged a bullet. So, so. Yeah. I saw a lot of people. They see the $100,000 dog nanny job listing, and they're like, I'm in. So I read down the thread. I see a lot of them in, right? <laughs> um, did you apply? Not quite yet. I was busy uh, getting the show ready. <laughs> that means you're That's going to at some point. That's always what I What I don't do. Will you? Time. If it's real. I Okay, truthfully, I saw it. Obviously, you saw it wasn't a real ad. It, like, it was just a the actual highlight headline, I should say. And then I usually say, okay, if he wants to bring it up, I'll grab it. And you did grab the, uh, headline, the article, which I did not look over yet. So Okay. Shame so if you say you're in, then you should apply. I'm just in. You should yeah, have applied already. You, you had it like four hours ago. Yeah, there's already a lot of people that are ahead of you. That's all on, right. On the list now. I got better this, skills. I'm this not worried is, about the, the when I apply. It's just- this is what cracks me up about lots of workplaces, right, where we joke about I'm in, and that could be a really good opportunity, but then people don't do it. Yeah. And I'm not just getting on you. You didn't do it. Uh, and do I will it. tell you, on the thread – what I saw that was really interesting was where do I apply? 
And if I were the company handling the job, I would look at this thread, and if anyone said, where do I apply, yeah, they're, they're out. out. Yeah, you have to figure that out. Like That's If, you, part if of the you're job. not even motivated enough to look it up, so I'm not applying for a $100,000 doggy sitting job. I'm not interested, right? Plus, I have a you know eight-figure contract over the uh, next 34 years. Um, but I'm not interested, but it's real. Yeah, it's Fairfax and Kensington. They handle private household staffing. The job actually pays $127,000 a year. And you guys both hit on something really interesting. You said the family must be a nightmare and the dog must be terrible. Yeah. Right? Ari didn't read it enough to realize that, hey, the money's even better than 100 k It's 127 that part In the job listing, there's a very key word. Which explains why this is paying so much. Because it ain't about dog sitting. It says candidates who are discreet. Oh, boy. Oh, yep. <laughs> okay, so what does that mean to you? Uh, you're, essentially, you're going to be working at the Epstein Mansion. You could oh. be. Yeah. You're going to be working somewhere <laughs> yeah. where you're going to see a lot of things and hear a lot of things. Yep. This is a doggy sitting job for $127,000 a year. Ari said, I'm in. He hasn't applied, yeah. though. We're going to know some things that you don't want to know. Yeah. Like, you, mean... have to, you have to be quiet. And then here's the next question. Ari, I don't think you're a candidate. No. And I don't, I don't know that any of the behind-the-scenes people here, and I'm not ripping you guys, producers, right? Lots of you guys do on-air stuff. I don't know that there's anyone on the staff who is qualified as discreet. discreet. It's the least discreet group of people that have ever walked the earth. I oh, I think be. you hear a lot of things. You just don't say all of them, but there's a lot that you do say. Sure, but in this, you know, maybe I'll tell the dogs, but that's about <laughs> it. I mean, this I can handle. Again, I can adjust, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I guess need to look into it a little more and see if uh, this is the right job for me. We'll see. I will also weigh, you know, my options. Maybe uh, I'll take this maybe down to management and be like, hey, you know, I'm looking into this. I don't know if uh, you want to maybe persuade me to Why not? stick around. Why not? <laughs> right? I mean, I don't think they'll believe you that you're in the running, but why wouldn't you use something like this as leverage? Yeah. Or at least maybe I can leverage it into us getting the dog. I've asked for us to get a lotus dog for many years. A lotus dog? The <laughs> argument is always, no one's going to clean up the poop. Who's going to clean up the And they are absolutely right about yep. that. So. And what would the answer be from everyone on staff about cleaning up not poop? Not me. <laughs> not my job. And not my day. No. Yeah, right. the lotus culture. I not my job. Such and such. Where would it live at night? What's the plan for the I dog at night? I don't know. A lotus dog? I didn't think that far. I just, I ran it by Melissa. She. You know, she kind of left it off, and that was that a couple years ago. We just need some the, good vibes. The boss shut here. it down. Some good vibes with a dog in here. Would be the nice. boss shut or it down. Or a cat. Cat yeah. would be cool. Okay. Yeah. Hanging on the sill. So if you're not leaving for this doggy sitting I'm job. allergic to them, and I won't be able to do the show anymore. Oh, if we get cats. That's a good plan. Uh, if you're not going to apply for the $127,000 your doggy sitting job, you are going to make a run at the ESPN National Morning Show, right? Yeah, I think so. This one, I didn't even really. This is really late for me. I didn't even get to this one. So I'm going to have to get some info on this, too. Well, the info is Max Kellerman, Jay Williams, and Keyshawn are being pushed off of the morning show, maybe fired. We can go into details on each one. But, yeah, that morning show is going to be done by the football season. I think I can jump in Max's spot. <laughs> well, I think on air it would probably be a little bit lofty for you. I'm just being sure. honest. But I've, I think as the, as the EP or a part of the show, I mean – a lot of the national shows have five, six people. How many does uh, McAfee have? I was trying to count today. I think it's I think it's close to twenty. Does Levitard have twenty? I don't know. I mean, he's got 
He's got a good crew. There's only like five or six on the air, though, I think. Okay. Now, are they listed in this? You know, are they a part of this, or do they get to keep their jobs? That's, that's a big part of this. Uh, I didn't say. Hmm. The, the the writer, Andrew Marchand, doesn't give a crap about. No. Uh, some of the most important people in a radio show actually are the people running the board and behind the scenes and setting things up and booking guests. Hmm. We'll, uh, you, you, they don't you, get clicks. You should make a run at it. So I'll give you a couple details, right? So our morning show will once again change on ESPN National. We love radio news, so we throw this stuff out to you guys. We're going to get to the Goldie question we started getting into yesterday. Willie gave a really strong opinion on LT, Aiden Hill, Bersois. Ooh, we mentioned Leonard. So we'll get to that inside of 10 minutes. But so as uh, the New York Post wrote it, uh, Kellerman's show that he does on TV will be covered up by McAfee. So that's out. So he makes, I'm assuming, a pretty penny. They didn't say what his salary was, so I'm not sure what Max is going to do. Um, if you don't know, Disney came down with an edict to ESPN across the board, and they're like, we have, I mean, it, it is like, I think it was like four or five billion dollars. Like, how, like, I, I, but that might be a little high, but whatever. It was a lot of money. That's high, but that was a lot of money that they got to lop off. And you've seen, you know, some, some different job cuts. And by the way, every time someone on social media sees one of these and someone is like, who cares? No one watches ESPN. Cut it out. Okay. Stop. You, you've been buffaloed into believing this and brainwashed. Stop. And it, these are real people. Their jobs matter. Like, I don't want to see Max Kellerman fired and then, you know, whatever. Uh, Jay Williams, they didn't mention where he would go. Um, Keyshawn's interesting. Keyshawn has a, ready for this? A four-year deal for $18 million. He just signed it. So the New York Post mentioned what sounded to me like almost a swap, that they could let him out of his deal and he could go do the TV show at Fox because he lives in L.A. with Skip. And there's been a lot of rumors that Shannon Sharp could come over to ESPN so we'll see. My guess is, I don't know what they're going to do with the morning show. I what I would do if I had money is I would go hire a really good morning show, steal it away from a local station, and it wouldn't cost you like six or seven million dollars in salary. That's what I would do. But I don't know how you know big ESPN is on radio anymore with you know the lineup we get sometimes well, where they're shuffling people all the time. I feel like they could also just make a network out of their new big hire and have some of the McAfee people do their own podcasts. Kind of like Levitard has done with his his yeah, podcast they network. Already do, they already do on, on the YouTube channel anyway, so it'd be pretty Well, easy. maybe that's the idea. Maybe they're going to split off split off some of the, uh, what's what's that table called? The Toxic Table. The Toxic Table. Split off the Toxic Table and do a morning show. That'd be good. Yeah. I'd love that possible. for us locally. Do two shows. McAfee's on and he's led into by more McAfee guys. Well, especially one of the toxic table guys is a massive Golden Knights fan, so okay. that'll be good locally. Too. Uh, the obvious guy is here in Vegas. One, uh, ESPN National needs to be more West Coast. Doesn't have to be all West Coast, but it needs to have more West Coast representation. The obvious guy is here. What Q? Yeah, Q's bit, Q's an armor one filling. He's, I don't know. I, I don't talk to him about like how many shows he's doing, but I think he's doing like 150, 175 like ESPN national shows a year. He feel, would be great doing the like morning he'd show. He'd be out missing practice every day. I don't think he'd be into that. Ooh, that would be tough. I didn't yeah. think of that part because yeah. he could keep the afternoon show. Yeah, yeah. Raiders coverage would go would go down a little bit. Yeah, but you know if the uh, the opportunity is right, because he's not leaving. I don't think he's ever. No. I don't think he wants to leave. No, he just adds jobs. So that's a good touche. Like Thirty-seven jobs. That's a that's a yeah. That's a good that's a good touche. So we'll see. He's on vacation right now, so we might find out when I he returns. I don't believe it. I'm sure he's working. Somewhere. I know, right? Uh, we might find out when he returns in like seven days that he's now the morning host on ESPN National. I hope it happens. Well, maybe he's, that'd be he's, good. Maybe his vacation is in Bristol, signing a contract. I mean, maybe I don't think yeah. it is. Oh, okay. He had talked about shutting off the world, which uh, <laughs> which I think I showed him when I was in Jamaica. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not. 
I'm not going online a whole lot. I'm just gonna enjoy myself. Got it. Got to Shut it down, Adam. You don't. Got to shut it down. Last year when I was in when I was in Cancun, I did like four radio hits. I know. I, 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 I don't know why. I don't even know why we this show allows you to go and not do stuff. Just we have so much technology now. It's like, hey, just do it from the beach. I might. Mexico. I did. I did a late night happy hour from the beach. You did. That's yeah, right. It was great. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. So some news there. Uh, goodbye is going to be said at some point, and uh, that sucks. I hope everyone gets to keep their job or they're doing something. They're all talented radio people, so I hope they fill in somewhere else on the lineup or they go in-house somewhere they want to go or or out. You know, Who knows? Maybe they want to leave ESPN, and this gives them opportunities to be a free agent. And uh, Another goodbye, as we're doing goodbyes to start the show. So many goodbyes. Um, the Lions, the Detroit Lions revealed a new logo, and my first thought was, why? I, I think it's just the alternative logo. The Lions logo, which is old, is a top 10 logo in all the sports. It's great. It's friggin' awesome. You don't need to mess with it. Their colors are also awesome. Yeah. They, they unveiled the, I believe it's the alternative helmet today. I don't think it's a new it, logo. It sucks. I love it. I think it's fantastic. You actually do. I thought now you the, loved the, the trolling. Problem, the problem is they mixed it with, it's a really... It's a, a really light blue. I love the color of the helmet. But when you pair it with their old gray uniforms, which is their alternative uniform that they're going to wear it with, that looks ridiculous. The combination of the uniform color, the like the dull gray yeah. with the like the light blue looks silly. But the actual the actual lion looks like it, uh, I I saw it described, I'm stealing this. Somebody described it as it looks like somebody tried to draw the lion's logo from memory. <laughs> And then used it as the new logo, which I think is actually what they did. It looks like a like a 1950s drawing of the Lions logo. I love it. It's bad. And the color's great. It's really bad. You, if they had the color... We're doing pictures for radio, but it, I'm telling you folks, look up new Lions logo reveal. And they just dropped it on a, on, a, on a Mustang, like an old Ford Mustang, right in front of Ford Field. It was great. It's, it's not good. Okay. One more goodbye, and then we'll, we'll have some more coming up. Big day goodbyes. You called this. Adam Hill called this one. So, I don't know what it was. Six, eight months ago, we heard The Ultimate Fighter. I like The Ultimate Fighter. You know, if they have engaging people on The Ultimate Fighter, I'm in. I've been watching this season. They're like, Conor McGregor is going to be a coach. That's going to be his comeback from all of his injuries. And he'll be coaching against Michael Chandler, and then they're going to fight. Wow, that's a really good fight, really dangerous fight for Conor McGregor. That'll be a blockbuster. And as Adam will often do, he comes back with, no, <laughs> not not going to happen. No. And you immediately said, Conor McGregor is not going into the ROID testing program. Yeah. So he's I've been waiting, I've been waiting for this, right? Because I'm watching the show and I'm like, okay, he's massive. There's back zits. He may he may have had him before. I just I, I don't haven't paid attention to his back much. But like on the show, I'm like, okay, this guy is like 200 pounds and a V shape with no fat on him, and he is giant up top, and there there is some like zittage on the back, or at least the remnants of zittage. And I'm like, okay, well, there's there's you know, I don't know that he's doing it, but there's some signs, maybe. So then I, I the about a day and a half ago, I see a quick video, and it's just written on a description. This is why you got to watch videos and not just read the headlines. Right? It says, McGregor is entering the USADA pool. And then early today, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, man, I, 
Because now I'm seeing something about there's some problems with this, and I just saw the other day a report he's going into the pool. I just heard that Conor McGregor has entered the USADA pool. I repeat, Conor McGregor has entered the USADA pool, and we actually have the footage. Let's take a look. Michael Chandler, you little rat. I'm going to sever your head, clean off of your shoulders, and you'll do nothing. You'll do nothing. It's, that's, that was that, actually the last line was decent. That was good. That was Dean Thomas, who hosts the wrap up for the Ultimate Fighter. They have Chandler on the split screen, and I think I can tell pretty much Chandler knows what the bit is. I was like, holy crap. This, and then they go to a pool. It's Dean Thomas in a green beard with a blonde wig on, trying to do a, a I almost said a Scottish accent, trying to do an Irish accent. Yeah, that, not that pool. No, no. Should I say goodbye now? He's never fighting in the UFC again, is he? I mean, is gonna the capper of the show going to happen? They're going to have to. No, if he's not fighting Chandler. He'll fight somebody else. But I, I think he'll fight at some point. They're going to have to. The change news the rules. today was they're going to push his return is pushed off to twenty twenty four, and I'm like, it has to be. What are we doing the show for? Well, I mean, in the rules, he'd have to enter the pool for six months, and he's, it's not going to happen. So they're going to have to figure out a way to change the rules. Maybe get him back in for like a month and not even test him. What do you mean? Whatever. They're going to the let rules. him use. They're going to just let him use, probably. Really? I, who knows? It's. I mean, he's not going to get tested for six straight months. It's just not going to happen. I can't foresee any scenario where that happens. But you do believe he's coming back? I think he'll have a fight at some point. And maybe they'll have it. Maybe they'll, the UFC will do something like outside, almost like a, a Mayweather thing, where it's not boxing, but it's like a outside the UFC competition. Hmm. Well, I'm going to mentally prep myself. Connor, goodbye. Cofield and Company is live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 702-766-1400. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right. So we found out early in the show, Ari didn't look at the rundown much, so I won't ask him on this uh, in this block. Adam, I'm hoping you did. Uh, at 3.50 today, I sent you guys a video, and I said, who would want to work around this fat F? Not me, too dangerous. It is one of the scariest videos I've ever seen. It's also, I think it's a block. Okay. Like if it, in, in a block charge scenario. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. all, right, all right, It's a block. Okay, you're going Rex Chapman. Yeah. You really think so? Yeah, for sure. Do you want to describe it? All it's right, a- can we send this out on ESPN Las Vegas? Yes, for the Did record, watch I watched it, by the way. How the scary is video. that? It is pretty scary. What but is then it? it? But Tell then after one. that, I don't, was it a, is, is it a walrus? I'm not, I was thinking it was a whale. A whale of some sort. A whale? A dolphin? It's a what seal. It? A seal? Oh, see, there Whatever you go. Whatever it is. What is going on here? Ap- the aftermath, I'll, I'll tweet it up, but the aftermath seemed like it was, okay, she's okay. She had a smile on her face. I think I think adrenaline was pumping. So basically, it's a. it looks like it's at like a SeaWorld, yeah. and a seal decides, like, hey, I'm getting out of the water here, yeah. and it gets up on the, the glass, the plexiglass, like the hockey glass, and start, decides to start balancing itself, and it's, like, it's hanging and rocking, and this small woman who works there is like, oh, I'm going to push it back over, and, like, the weight starts coming. That thing's got to weigh, like, 1,500 pounds. Yeah, it, it starts I, to fall. I don't fall. know how she didn't break her back. Yeah, it starts to fall down, and she's on the run, so she basically just gets underneath it and breaks its fall. Now, I would say she was on the run. She was still moving. Yeah. That's why it's a block. That's how you looked at a block. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she was running toward it. 
That's her fault. She didn't have position. She initiated contact. How much? How much do you think that hurt? A lot. Yes. I, and I don't. It's it was one of those animal. things that right away she might not have felt it because she popped up oh. and tried to help it back in. But I think later she's like, "What on earth just happened here?" They must sign the most amazing. We'll have to give this to Justin Watkins. He's in tomorrow. Our legal insider. They must sign the most crazy waivers. Oh, have to. Like, there's nothing they can sue for, even some fat seal breaking you in half. <laughs> They'd have to. I, I have a feeling she felt the same way William Carlson probably did on, on Sunday morning. <laughs> that was all adrenaline, wasn't I'm it? Sure, yeah, I'm sure he fell more than once. Uh, Willie was quick to uh, correct me yesterday. I said he fell, and, and Willie said slipped. I, mean, he fell I guess to slipping the on the stairs and being able to pop up quickly is not really falling. No, I think once you hit the ground, I think you slip if you catch yourself before you hit the ground. So it's a slip and fall. I think so. It's a slip then fall. Yeah. All right. I think so. Not the scariest, most painful thing I've I saw this uh, last couple of days. Did you see the tweet from Willie about Darren Waller? Yeah. His report was that uh, Waller was at was in town, you know, watching his wife Kelsey Plum play, and uh, apparently he just got a new tattoo. He's got a lot in the last year. That looks like the most painful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah How many no people person. in our audience have gotten a head tattoo? Ari has one, I think. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I don't have any. I'm terrified. I, is this? This is probably the only show that exists where no one on the show, at least the the three of us, because I know Willie has some, and I think John has some. But the three of us have no tattoos. Yeah. And in my case, it's well. Are you afraid, or why don't you have tattoos? A little bit. I mean, I, I don't think I'm a. I don't think I could pull it off for one. But I think I could pull it off, but not on the back of my no, head. No, you couldn't. You're, oh, not, I could. you're not a tat guy. From a, no, that's not. I'm saying from the pain standpoint. No, no, no I'm saying I, I don't think I'm. I'm saying I don't think I could pull it off from a. Yeah. I'm not cool enough standpoint. And I'm not. Oh, cool and enough. Yeah. You're, I, you're there too. I'm not. It's not even a cool thing. It's I have nothing significant to commemorate. That's how I feel. I don't. I don't think that tattoos. way. I'm like I. You know. I mean, I was I was all broken up over a cat that we had, you know, pass away last June. Like I'm not gonna get. She got the little I'm not, cat. I'm not gonna get a little Seamus on my wrist. Sure. Whiskers. That's not me. Whisker cats. <laughs> yeah, like a teardrop. I miss him, but I don't need to see him every day. You should. We got an urn in the house with a picture. We have stuff all over the place. I don't need to, you know, oh, I, I don't know what where where Seamus is. Oh, there he is. There's right on my right on my bicep, which is not really a bicep. You don't think getting like getting whiskers like a teardrop, like no. when you lose somebody, no. get the little whiskers for no, Seamus. I, I don't want that, no. That'd be a great tattoo. That's, that's be a, covered that's, by your that, weird beard. By the way, that's even more insulting. That I just said I have nothing to commemorate, and I'm sure there are people like, well, it's kind of important stuff. Maybe that happened, yeah. and like, oh yeah, yeah, I did get the cat. <laughs> That's insulting to it. all human beings. I've I think she get. It. I'm sure we have a tattoo artist out there that'll make you a commemorative Seamus tattoo. Uh, we're good. Coming up next, uh, Willie did give the first take on the show about what's going to happen because we've been holding off on this. Wanted to see if the Knights were going to win the cup, and then we can start looking ahead because they got a goalie situation now, and it's a fascinating goalie situation. And I thought Willie brought it pretty strong, and I'm sure Adam is going to come over the top and say absolutely no. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. Lots to get to. Very busy show today. Mix of everything. So baseball coming up a little later on. Josh Jacobs, weird tweets. That's on the way. We're going to go to uh, both Reno and San Diego for some expertise on a bunch of different topics. I want to find out from Reno. Uh, the people there, are they really cool with paying for our baseball stadium? That must be a thrill. Are people here cool? <laughs> well, we already know 
how a lot of people here feel. We've heard about it over the last six weeks. Uh, Ari is here as well. So yesterday, Willie and I got into what's going to happen now with the Vegas Golden Knights. Great problem to have. Great problem to have. They've got some unrestricted free agents, right, in goal. Yeah. Is that both Aiden Hill and? Laurent Brassois. Brassois. They've got Robin Leonard, which you can tell us in a couple minutes what the status of uh, Bobby Leonard is. And then Logan Thompson, who's been brought up through the organization and was supposed to be the guy. He was the guy, and then he got hurt. Uh, here's Willie yesterday as I threw it out to him. I was like, well, Logan Thompson is the guy. I mean, he was playing well. He's young. He doesn't make any money. I mean, he's, he's going to get – he's going to be in the mix. He'll be here for sure. Logan Thompson will not be with the Golden Knights. Really? LT's going to go? He's going to go. Get out of here. Here's why. Logan Thompson does not deserve to be anybody's backup. He's proved himself. He went into the uh, – he finished up the season they didn't get to the playoffs and proved he could be a starter. He started the season. He's their all-star goaltender. He proved that he's the number one. There's no way he wants to come back next year. He understands. Him and Aiden Hill, by the way, are best of friends. He doesn't want to come in and be Aiden Hill's backup. And Aiden Hill, by all due respect, doesn't have to be anybody's backup. Okay. So, Logan Thompson out. Uh, Aiden Hill back. Adam Hill? I mean, it'd be a miracle if Aiden Hill's on this team. It's a miracle. That's what I was thinking. It will require, what, it re- will, what it will require is Aiden Hill saying, I loved it so much that I'm taking less money to stay here. Like, Aiden Hill will get more on the market than the Golden Knights can pay him. Now, again, if, if there is something in him that says, I don't care about going to make money. Like, I just want to be on this team. Okay, they can probably work something out. But that's going to be a real, real difficult challenge, knowing that this is probably the only real contract. And I know, look, I know people, it's more money than anybody. His, his backup money is more than anybody can imagine making. I get it. But in terms of athlete money, this is his only chance to sign a real contract. And I can't imagine somebody in that situation who already has a cup would give up that chance in order to stay. Now you can start making the case of, you know, maybe better here than Canada because of tax situation. Okay. Like maybe there is some ways that they could work on this. But it'd be pretty stunning to me if he's able to come back. Not not able to. I'm mean, sorry. He, if the Knights are able to work it out where he can come back. He's proved that. So he's not going to – he doesn't want to come back to the Golden Knights to a team and be LT's backup. Okay? They both want to be number ones. Now, here's the thing. Logan – the last we saw of Logan Thompson before he was injured, he was playing an all-star season. He's at his peak value. If the Golden Knights were smart, they would re-sign Aiden Hill. They would re-sign Laurent Brassois. From my understanding, Robin Leonard, by the way, he wants to play next year despite all these surgeries he's had. So that's a whole other issue. You get your value for what you can get from Logan Thompson to get him off the books. Okay, so he says off the books, Logan Thompson, you trade him. You sign both Brassois and Aiden Hill. What do we think the market is for Aiden Hill? I was having this conversation the other day. I I, I was kind of high maybe. I thought, I thought it would be like three years, seven million a year. Um, I was told probably more like three or four and six, but it's probably going to be north north of five. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. And back in the day, uh, was it Flurry seven, Leonard five? Yeah, and that was the whole complaint. Like you can't carry a roster with twelve million in goalies. Yeah. So what? So what Willie is suggesting is that 
since you have Logan Thompson under contract, he has some good trade value, and then you would spend what, like eight and a half, nine million on Hill and Brassois? Well, Brassois already under contract for not very much. I think like two. Oh, I thought he was unrestricted. Sorry. Look, yeah, you're right. His contract just ran out. Okay. So Logan Thompson's under contract for a pretty affordable number. I mean, I think it's like 1.5. Okay. Um, I mean, I, why would you not want him to be the that's, starter that's at 1.5? That's, 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 that's a big difference. And Brassois, by the way, is not going to. I think Brassois is going to have a decent market. I'm not saying six million yeah. a year, but he's. People, are, they saw the way he played. Key, look, he was going to be the playoff goalie. Now I don't know if he was going to win the cup. He was the playoff yeah, goalie. He was the starter for the playoffs. Yeah. And Aiden Hill was healthy and was the backup. Just so people are aware. Yeah. That's where they were. And we've seen many times people have these big runs and and yep. then not be able to replicate that. But he should he should have earned a big contract, and I think he did. And who would manage the emotions of the now better than almost anyone in the NHL? Who believes in what he believes in? George McPhee? Yep. <laughs> yes. So when Look, people, people come to, to George – and they're like, I mean, Aiden Hill, come on. He just won a cup. You know what kind of blowback you're going to get if you just let him walk? Okay. So, so he was already talking at the parade about, like, we got next year. Our scouts are here. We're ready to go. They, they came I, in to enjoy it. Like, I'm pumping my fist because I, lo- I love what we're going to see here, the situation and the, the blowback. I mean, I, get, I guess management will escape any – will escape some – Serious blowback if Aiden Hill does sign a four-year deal for $24 million. But I don't think a lot of people are going to, like, grasp the whole financial situation with all the guys. And they're yeah. going to be they're going to be oh, yeah. pissed off. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's, he's earned a legendary status in Vegas, not only for what he did in the cup run, but also wearing a Larry Johnson jersey at the parade. He's gone he's three weeks hero. later. And then he's um, gone three weeks later. Look, we, to me, though, folks, we've been through this before. To me, though, I mean – the the name Leonard is the most interesting name that's on this completely roster. completely fascinating five million dollars a year okay. that he still do he's obviously bankrupt and he's the money one more uh I think two more no I, really? I have to go back and look at the contract he's oh, definitely he's a five million dollar contract it's either a year or two more left on <laughs> it but the 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 thing about it is it all it's all dependent on if he's healthy. If he comes back to training camp and he can't pass a physical, the Golden Knights do cartwheels throw him on LTIR and they're excited. Great news for the team. Everybody's excited. Go make your money. Go sit out. We're good. If he passes a physical, what then? Because he, I don't think he would take a buyout for less because he needs the money. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. Um, and I don't know that he would get a contract if he went elsewhere. I mean, a, a major contract. He'd get probably a league minimum somewhere. So he needs that money, so he'd probably want to stay around. The Golden Knights would, would hope and pray that he just doesn't want to play anymore and retires. Now, I have heard the plan would be to just send him down to the minors where you'd have to pay like a portion of his salary would count against the cap and then just make him miserable enough to quit. And in that case, maybe not even send him to Henderson. Maybe you send him down to, to the ECHL and say, Go, you're, you're too comfortable in Henderson. You can live at home. Go somewhere else. Just try to get him to, to retire. I mean, that's going to be the most fascinating goalie story of this offseason. Wow. That could actually happen. Sure. I mean, if, if he's healthy, if he passes a physical, then it's kind of chaos for this team. Any word? I mean, they Kelly McCrimmon said the other day, like, I haven't really had an update on it. So I don't know. So, I mean, that would indicate he's probably not healthy healthy? Are you sure? 
I don't. To me, that's not what it indicates. They just don't care. Is one. No, I also think Robin Leonard wouldn't update him on it until well, he wants to. Well, they said they had a co- they had said they had a conversation and that it went actually very well about how happy he was with the team. And oh, really? Else. Yeah. Okay. Because what happened last summer was kind of weird, right? Where He's a, uh, Robin Leonard has two years left, six this year, uh, this coming year, and four and a half the following Ooh. year as a UFA in twenty twenty five. Field and Company is live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 702-766-1400. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. I say it all the time, don't ever say that there's a slow time. In sports radio, there's always something going on. And now, Willie yesterday got me going. Adam then countered Willie. We just had another good person on VGK basically say Willie's a moron <laughs> without saying it. And now the debate about the four-headed goalie situation with the Knights after winning a cup is going to be friggin' awesome until it's resolved. And I would say in the next three weeks, but the Leonard end of it may not be yeah. resolved four months. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! The crazy, the crazy thing about NHL, I mean, especially when you have a run like this, like yeah. it's 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 here. So July first is essentially when everything's going to be decided in terms of free agency and where guys are going. It's wild. It's next week, and a lot of that will be done and set. Like you think Aiden Hill already knows what kind of offers he's got? Ballpark, probably. Yeah, probably. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I, think I can't we'll, wait. For we'll this. know very quickly. Can't wait for this. We're we're gonna hit this. We got to hit this again in the five o'clock hour because uh, we also had a local writer. Say something about Robin Leonard that blew me away. I'm like, I don't think you were here. I, this is not what I remember, and I'm not recalling something from 1994. It was last year and the year before, so that's come up in the 5 o'clock hour. You know, Josh Jacobs is another one of our situations. He ain't signed. That deadline's July 17th. He's been offered the franchise. Those deals kind of suck. It's a one-year deal. You're making top five money at the position, but running backs are underpaid anyway. And are we getting some some subtweets out there? Are we getting some messages from Jacobs? I've seen some, uh, you know, some reports saying, "Hey, maybe it's not going well." Then there's people floating out, "Where could it be traded?" What the hell's going on here? It's it, uh, it it's a very tough situation. Again, I mean, I think I say this every time we talk about it, but I think both sides are right. Uh, Josh Jacobs should absolutely want to be guaranteed money in a, a longer term contract, and the team should absolutely not do it. So that's that's why there's a stalemate. When you have a situation like that, that's how you get into a stalemate where both sides are in the right and believe they're in the right and probably are. So um, there's a lot of work to be done. I, I think – I mean, I think in the end he's going to play on this tag because he has to do that to get into free agency, which is what he wants. Um, but I don't – and because I, I don't think he could, he could stomach sitting out and watching games. Now, the positive thing, it's a running back. So if he were to not sign his tag until – you know, week one and just jump out the field, he could do that. I mean, he knows the system. He, he can, you know, get out there. He wouldn't have the wear and tear of a training camp. That'd be fine. Uh, but they only have a couple more weeks in terms of negotiating a long-term deal. July 17th is the deadline. So if anything happens, I think it'll be right up against that deadline. But uh, this is it's not a great situation. And I think if he wants security, if he wants a deal that goes beyond one year, he's probably going to have to take less money than what the tag calls for. And I don't think he wants to do that either. What has he been tweeting? Uh, he threw out a couple weeks ago. He said it's more, uh, it's more about the future. Like sometimes you have to work for the future than for, for right now. Which could have meant he's doing it for the position. Um, 
That's, what, that's how a lot of people took it. Because uh, Saquon Barkley said something along the same lines. Said something. But it could also, I mean, it could also be his, his future family. Like, you yeah. know, you're working for people be, the people that come behind you, I think it was, which I think it was about the position, but uh, it was in that case. And this, this time he just said bad business, which means it could mean the Raiders are doing bad business. It could be somebody might have said something and I'd missed it where they said, hey, it's bad business to pay a running back money. That's very possible because that's been said. So he might be just quoting that. Like you don't know with some of these vague tweets, but you can understand what they mean. Without knowing what they mean, you know what they mean. Nothing's happening. You said something interesting two minutes ago about signing the deal late. I thought there was a deadline for a deal for a long term deal. After July seventeenth, it's franchise tag or nothing. But if you want to sign a deal that's you know multiple year guarantee whatever, that's July seventeenth. So after that that date, that means no more negotiating on a long term contract. But he would he he. But he, he can still sign the tag. But he can sign it late. He can sign the tag late, but not a contract late. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But July seventeenth is the last time the team okay. and a player can sign a long term so, deal. So the threat into August would be I'm playing on the tag or not playing. Yeah. That would be fun. Sure. We've seen it. That was the that was Le'Veon Bell, right? I mean, I think a couple years ago that's what that's what happened there, and um. It didn't really work out for him. I mean, yeah. when you sit out a while, sometimes it you know takes that toll. So three year age difference, I think. Yeah, I think Bell was twenty seven at the time. Yeah, is Jacobs twenty four or twenty three? Twenty four. But he's he's got a lot of miles, just like Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, which is what the team is telling him basically. Hey man, like we've used you a lot. But <laughs> Your value is going down. What do you always say about this whole thing? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's what teams should do, and that's what that's why players want their money earlier, and it's why this whole thing sucks. Yeah. Like there is teams are incentivized. Look, they are businesses. They are incentivized to beat the living hell out of their running backs and then let them go. That's what they're incentivized to do. It's pretty crazy. That's not a good system. No, it sucks. <laughs> but that's what you're incentivized. To, that's what a team should do. By the way, I mean, not from a human standpoint, yeah. but from a business standpoint. A team should take a running back on a rookie deal, give him 500 carries a year, break him down completely, and say, "Hey, we'll we'll give you a million dollars if you want, but if not, go go sign somewhere else because you're done." Like that's what teams should do from a business perspective. And that sucks. So, gut feeling. What does he do? Signs on Eventually, signs on or before July 17th. Signs very late and plays the game of, "Hey, I might be sitting out." Eventually, he'll have to just accept the tag and play this season on the tag and then be mad at them and go somewhere else after the season. Well, that's not what I'm asking you. Accepting the tag in the third week of August is different than, different than signing it before July 17th. Is he gonna well, be he's not going to sign it before July 17th. There's you don't think so? There's literally zero chance. I mean, why would you? You can, you can use that July 17th date against the team to, hey, right up until midnight, uh, well, it might be at 4 o'clock or 5, whatever the time is, right up to that, like – Hey, this is you've got one. If I don't, if you don't sign me to a long term contract, you know I am not signing with you after this season. So if you want me around, you're going to sign a contract, and if not, I'll sign the tag, begrudgingly play, give you what I got, and then get out of here. And by the way, a player like Josh Jacobs would be incentivized to sign the tag, play one game, say he has a hurt ankle, not play the rest of the year. That's what he's incentivized to do, and it's probably what he should do. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking it'd be really interesting if. He signs. He's ready to go at the beginning of the season. He actually participates in preseason training camp. Is around for the preseason games. He's not going to play. Oh, we and, don't know that. And then <laughs> they did it last and year. then they get out. Well, I think they did that as a statement. <laughs> yeah, yes. And then they get. Then we find out that Jimmy G ain't playing. 
Oof. And then Josh Jacobs is like, eh, I got like three games in me. Yeah. If that. Why, yeah, why would you put your body on the line with no long-term deal? Especially if he believes, because I'm not sure what Devontae Adams believes, but he, he was saying something about what was happening with Jimmy G. I wonder if Josh Jacobs is like, I know why they signed Jimmy G. Hurt. I know what their ultimate goal is here. Why would I go out there on a team that's playing to get Caleb Williams? 